the states or abroad, no one's safe from the talk is a fraud. In the states or abroad, no one's safe from the talk is a fraud. The following goes beyond the show and beyond the gram to bring you all the fraud that's fit to be uncovered. This is what we call the Fraudcast. And now, here is your Fraudcaster and the woman behind Frauded by TLC on Instagram, Katrina. Hello, Fraudcasters, Crash followers. I am Katrina, and I'm here to bring to you the Fraudcast. With me today, I have Kelly. Say hi to the people, Kelly. Hi, people. I'm Kelly. I am the moderator from the Facebook group now called The Fraudcast. And I also have my own exciting 90 Day the Other Way story, India, that we'll get into later on in the show. You guys, I've seen her. She's not Jenny, but her story is equally compelling. Equally compelling. And I am so jealous that they beat me to the punch for the show, but we'll get into that a little bit more later as well. And I'm very excited to bring to you that special interview with Kelly and her 90 Day the Other Way story. In addition, she has applied to be on the show and has done some filming for another network. She's going to tell us all about that and the secrets of production that we love so much. So we'll get into all that later. But first... I just wanted to catch up with you guys and say thank you all for your support and the feedback that you've been giving on the podcast as well as the off the podcast situation. Yeah. And I mean, what can you tell us about this talker situation? Obviously, you know, it's blown up on social media. Everybody wants to know what happened. But what can you tell the listeners without uh, jeopardizing your career at this point? (laughs) So as you guys have seen that I'm sure if you've seen on social media, if you haven't, well, I'm telling you, Talker was arrested last week. And I found out on Monday morning, uh, this is right before I posted my statement that I had to separate from her. She was arrested. It was a felony fraud situation. Beyond that, I can't get into the details too much because I just don't know a lot of them. There is some other stuff that is happening that is unrelated to her arrest that requires me to step away from her additionally. And uh, as you guys know, I am a lawyer. I have to separate from that situation. And that is about all I can say about the situation. If I could give you more, when I can give you more, I will. I've always been open and honest with you, and I'm wanting to continue that now. I'm not trying to hide the ball on you. I just, there are things that I'm not legally allowed to talk about at this point. But understand that there is more behind the scenes than just her arrest. Yeah, so everyone be patient with, you know, the situation at this time. And thank you for your continued support. And, you know, good job to you, Katrina, for keeping everything going. I mean, you still did the podcast last week, literally like the same day that information came out. And you did such a great job not crumbling under all that pressure. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. And uh, I've received such amazing support from the 90 Day fan community, from the fans to other blogger accounts and to the 90 Day podcast community. Specifically, I want to thank Aaron Martin of Pink Shade with Aaron Martin, Mary Payne, who also does Pink Shade and Hey Bunky, uh, Matt and Jake of 90 Day Gays and Kim and Kyle of 90 Day Fiance Cray Cray. You guys have all been amazing, and the support you've shown to a fellow podcaster and blogger in the fandom has been amazing. So you guys, if you don't listen to them, go out and listen to them. They're your great recap podcasters. Great. So, like, on to the new season, things are going to be a little bit slow with the tea right now, right? Right, because at this point in the season, we've only seen one episode, and until we see what... TLC is doing with their stories and what kind of stories they're going to be putting out there and information we're going to be putting out there. It's, it's kind of, people are kind of tight lipped about things, but once it becomes more clear what their stories are going to be, then the tea starts flowing and it starts flowing fast. So people start coming out of the woodwork, the production leaks start coming because at this point we don't know what they're showing on TV. So we don't know what is fraud and what is not fraud at this point. Yeah, so, I mean, be patient with that as well. Obviously, Katrina will bring you the latest tea as that spills in the upcoming weeks, which we're super excited about. 
Yes. Uh, and that said, though, we do have information for you. We wouldn't have a podcast if we didn't have tea. And we do have some uh, updates on some filming, people who are filming. And we also have some background on the new cast, um, including some spoilers that I'm very excited about. And I have to thank iHeartReality TV shows, the Instagram account, for stepping up with her research and compilation of this information for me because she has stepped in and helped me out a lot when I've had a lot of other stuff going on and I couldn't have put this stuff together without her. So if you guys haven't, go follow her at iHeartRealityTVShows on Instagram. All right, so it looks like we know that the family Libby is filming. And if you can tell me a little bit about that family, I'm kind of new to the 90 Day franchise and I'm a total addict, but so far I've only watched The Other Way and then this first episode of the new season. So I'm not familiar with family Libby. So family Libby. So Libby and Andre were filming before the 90 Days or 90 Day Fiance. I can't remember. And he's from Moldova. And he is big brute, big brute, uh, you know, husband. And he tells, you know, Libby what to do. (laughs) And my Moldovian accent is terrible. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm not an actress like you are. No, no acting roles for you with that accent in the upcoming. (laughs) Uh, So anyway, so they filmed and part of their storyline was. Libby's father, Chuck, and her husband, Andre, don't get along because Andre won't work and is kind of a lazy POS. So that has been part of their storyline. The other part of their storyline is they had this wedding in, I don't even remember where, that Florida. They live in Florida. And they had this big thing about wanting to have a big Moldovian wedding and the whole thing was finances and what are we going to have, you know, how are we going to pay for this and all of this because Andre refuses to work and Chuck, Libby's father's just bankrolling her whole life, basically. So we have gotten information, which I have posted on my Instagram, that they are filming again. We don't know what they're filming. Maybe it's happily ever after maybe it's what now Uh, i'm not entirely sure but at this point they are filming the footage that i posted is them filming in chuck's house so parents libby their house and then um the other part about that is chuck and andre andre have been shown as not getting along the real truth of that is they get along just fine they just pretend they don't for the sake of filming because it makes for a better story. So they have to pretend like when they're out in public that they don't like each other or they're not seen acting nice to each other in public. That's funny. They're like, action, I hate you. Okay, cut. We're best friends. (laughs) Pretty much. (laughs) The other piece of them that I've learned is that at this exact very moment as we are recording, they are in Moldova filming the wedding. So that is happening as we speak. Okay. All right. So now we've got some other information about Darcy filming. And what can you tell me about that? And her and Tom are not together at this point. Is that correct? Correct. So Darcy is TLC darling who's been on every season of Before the 90 Days. She's apparently filming another season. We don't know which franchise it's going to be. Uh, She hasn't been, she's not with a guy currently. So maybe it's before the 90 days again, but she originally filmed with Jesse for two seasons. And then she filmed with Tom is this most recent one. Tom, as we know, is a fraud. Uh, Tom Brooks is a fraud. Search that hashtag. You'll see everything about how he faked his Instagram pictures. So we've seen them filming together in New York And then we've also seen pictures of Darcy filming just by herself with no guy around. So we don't know what she's filming for and who she's filming with or what the story is. We just know that Darcy is filming again. But so far she's filmed two different seasons with two different guys, right? Three seasons because she did two seasons with Jesse. Okay. All right. I (laughs) I haven't seen those either. So, I mean, do you think that she legitimately falls in love again and again, or is she a paid actress, or what do you think about it? 
I, I I think there's a little bit of both in there. I think the real story is somewhere in the middle because she's she was talking to Tom for what four years, and for half of that time she was filming with Jesse. So she's totally in love with Jesse, but she's also falling in love with Tom. Like it's 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 plausible that they have been talking the whole time, but is she actually falling in love? I don't know. I know that for this most recent season, Tom approached Darcy about filming because he's the one that wanted to be on the show. And he knows that Darcy always has uh, something lined up with TLC because TLC loves her. And so they faked the funk on this whole season. Although I think Darcy maybe legitimately started to fall for him. I'm not entirely sure. I don't have details on that. They're very, the Darcy side of that is very, very tight lipped on any of the inside scoop. And why is she such like a likable character in your opinion? I I think, I mean, she makes for good TV. She makes for great TV. She's, you know, rolling around on a bed drunk, crying all the time. And I know that gets old. That gets old for some people, but she, people also really like watching her story. And I think in a lot of ways, she's really relatable. Sure trying to, you know, she's falling for these people and they're not loving her back. And she just, she just wants to be loved. Her heart is open, you guys. Well, it seems like she wears her heart on her sleeve from the little that I have seen. That might be the only thing she wears on her sleeve. (laughs) All right. So moving on to the new season, uh, starting with Tanya. Is that how you say or Tanya? I think it's Tanya. Tanya. Okay. So I know she's a political activist. So what do we know about that? Or what do you know so far about her and Sinjin? So Tanya is a social justice activist. She talked about that on the show. She, her history that we've been able to find on her shows that she's participated in demonstrations, marches, advocacy for political and non-political issues that she supports. She's a, she's a proponent of nonviolence and civil disobedience. She has been arrested in at least one of these incidents, a demonstration protesting Trump's victory being certified by Congress. I believe they showed that on the the show last night. Yeah, I saw that. And um, we have been able to find some pictures of her partying at the university of Connecticut, Uh, nothing earth shattering, Uh, Just sort of normal college stuff, I guess, keg stands and whatnot. Her job is mostly in bartending. She met Sinjin in South Africa in September of 2017. She's into things like Reiki and yoga, divine feminism, and things of that nature. All right. All right. So moving on to Blake which is a wannabe rapper, I hear, by the name of Hollow Brooks. <laughs> yes, so Blake <laughs> is a rapper producer with goes by the name Hollow Brooks. You can find his Instagram at that. He is Haitian, and uh, he likes masks. His sort of part of his his persona as this Hollow Brooks character is the wearing of masks, both physically, literally, and um, sort of metaphorically. People wearing masks. Which, based on some stuff that I've heard about him but haven't been able to verify, may be a pretty accurate way um, that he may not be who he presents himself to be. So uh, as that plays out, I'll be sure to get you that information. And he is with Jasmine, who's a Miss former Miss Finland, 2014. She posts a lot of model-adjacent pictures, and lots of men like them. Uh, we can only find a couple of pictures of her and Blake together. And those have been very recent since the show has been announced. We also know that she's a twin and she's already getting comparisons to the Silva twins. And how far did you dig into him? Like, did you listen to any of his raps? I did. I did. (laughs) (laughs) What was that like? He has lots of raps and videos and and stuff on his Hollowbrook's social media. Um, Do you you think he'll be the next Tupac or Biggie? I'm not a rap connoisseur so i don't know the quality of his stuff in comparison but i've never heard of hollow brooks have you i have never heard of hollow brooks but come on you have you not heard of tupac and biggie ever right i've heard of them okay but i haven't heard of of hollow brooks is my point okay i have not yes if he was on their level wouldn't we have heard of him 
for sure. And I mean, they were on the top level and they will be forever, even though they are no longer with us. But I was just curious and I'll have to go back. I, I want to listen to some of that because rap is actually my favorite music. So I'm curious now. Well, I'll, we'll have to get your opinion and you'll just have sound off on <laughs> Facebook page. That is for sure. the, the fraudcasters on Facebook. Come join us in the group if you haven't already. Moving on to Juliana, who I know we've already pointed it out, or the show has already pointed it out, who is most definitely not a prostitute, not in it for the money. What do we know about her? And I know some tea has spilled just in the last few hours or overnight that you posted on your social media. So we, spoiler alert, they have gotten married. And apparently this came out a couple of days ago. I only came across it yesterday. And uh, I have to think at 187 Anonymous Gossip Instagram page is where I saw the pictures of their wedding. They've also posted a bunch of stories in which their wedding rings are prominently displayed. So they're not doing a very good job keeping their relationship status under wraps, which is what they're supposed to do until filming the work. And, I mean, how doesn't that violate the NDA? That was my question to you. And, you know, there was a cast member that I had been talking to recently a lot on Instagram who told me that she violated her NDA before the show was over and is claiming she didn't get paid at all. Whether or not that's a lie because she lies a lot, I don't know. But how isn't this violating the NDA? Uh, It may be. um, And the particular person you're talking about, I, I think that's fairly accurate that she didn't get paid. Um, They're generally paid in two lump sums, like one in the middle of the season and then one at the end of the season. And she may have had that withheld, that second payment withheld. I do know another cast member who's had his payment withheld for alleged leaks. TLC kind of picks and chooses who who they go after as far as violations. It's like a favoritism thing. Right, right. So I don't know if, you know, TLC probably gave them a slap on the hand for the stories about with the wedding pictures, but, or the stories with the wedding bands, the wedding pictures, I think were posted by a friend who attended the wedding who don't sign NDAs. And so, you know, they're, those need to be kept under wraps too. But again, TLC picks and chooses who they go after. They may have gotten a slap on the wrist. We don't know, but. Sure. But wasn't her ring in her story? Yes. Yes. And so is Michael's. There's a story of him that his ring is very prominently displayed. And they're, you know, like I said, they're supposed to keep that stuff under wraps. And some cast members are better about it than others. But okay, that would be so so hard to do for me personally. I am such a poster on everything, you know, that would be the hardest part for me probably being on one of these shows. Well, it is. It's hard. I've heard from a lot of cast members that it's very difficult for them to to not post pictures of their children that they're you know i know devin had a really hard time not posting pictures of baby Yang because she was right. supposed to post those until he was born on the show which is filmed months before it airs so we don't you know we don't know what i don't know exactly when they got married i do know when she came over her when her visa was approved apparently they waited about two years for her visa to be approved. And she recently came in over the summer. So that wedding had to have been fairly recent if they got married within the 90 days. And her initial tourist visa was denied. That's what they said. That's what they said because they think she's a prostitute. What made them think she's a prostitute pictures or behavior? Uh, That I don't know for sure yet. I looking into more information, you know, they met on a yacht party in Croatia And there's speculation that she's a quote-unquote yacht girl, which no shade at all to the sex industry, like more power to you girls, like work it. But there's there's speculation that a yacht girl is akin to a prostitute, and they hire these gorgeous, beautiful young women to come on these rich yacht parties to, you know, chat up the men, so... I'm not making any accusations because I don't know enough about the situation. But, you know, if that is what she was doing, more power to you, girl. Work it. That's what I'm saying. I mean, personally, I I couldn't live that kind of lifestyle, but I'm not against it at all. If you want to be a sugar baby, I mean, hey, live your life like Maria does, you know. Right. Like we need Maria to come teach a seminar 
on how to do this. Of course, I don't look like a blonde Ukrainian model, so I wouldn't have the success <laughs> with it that she does. <laughs> I want to know how to get some free Louis Vuittons and trips, you know? Right? All right, so moving on to Robert and Annie. So Robert is our very own criminal because we know how TLC loves criminals, Instagram models, etc. Right, so... Robert and Annie, what we know about him, the show showed this, he, his five-year-old son, Bryson. What they didn't show is that he also has two older kids, a boy and a girl. We believe that, that their mother has custody of them, and that's not the same baby mama that mothered Bryson. That's a different woman. And it's also believed, though it's unverified, that they, those two kid, older kids don't see Robert very often. It will be interesting to see what comes out of that situation. If the show airs anything about it, what happens? He does pay child support. We know that. So he's unlike Ben in that regard. He, he does take care of his obligations. That's positive. That is good to hear. He was yeah. also the petitioner in a case in 2016 against Bryson's mother for domestic violence. And baby mama was arrested for domestic violence. Later that year, she had more arrests for domestic battery and battery on a police officer. We do not wow. know if, if yeah, we don't know if in that instance Robert was a victim or just a witness. But either way, it sounds like Bryson is better off with Robert. Um, a lot of that information has come from Starcasm, who did a full article on him and did an amazing job with that background research. So thank you, Starcasm, for that. But that said, and, yeah, what's <laughs> up with his arrest? So he has his own history in law enforcement. In 2012, he was arrested twice for driving on a suspended license, which had been suspended since November of 2011. He had an eviction notice in 2012, which he responded to the judge that he missed the court date because he was in jail, likely related to the suspended license. And this is the question I have for you. Why, why does everybody on 90 Day get evicted? Why do they make such personal choices in their lives that they're always getting evicted? <laughs> yeah, I I haven't seen the previous couples, but, you know, hearing that from you, why? How is it so hard <laughs> to pay your together? rent? Also, Robert was able to settle things with the landlord in 2014. So that all got settled. All right. So next we've got Anna and Marcel. Anna's the Miss Innocent Beekeeper. And uh, with them, we've also got a spoiler alert. <laughs> so before I get to that, they so these are the beekeepers, the boring beekeepers, which they're so far they're they're mind numbingly boring, which means there's probably really juicy stuff that's gonna surface about them in the coming months. History. That's what I'm thinking. That's what history says. Our spoiler alert on them is again according to Stark Hasm, we have learned that they have recently gotten married in Nebraska. Nice. Okay. All right. So Emily and Sasha. So we've got Emily, which is the third baby mama to Sasha because three times a charm, right? Yeah. He can't keep it wrapped in his, or, you know, I guess, you know, as Asuela would say, condoms are for slut people. Well, or, he, you know, he, he's got that super sperm, right? <laughs> like June. Yes. <laughs> so. Sasha's real name is Alex, but it's a Russian thing. People named Alex being called Sasha. She's from Oregon, and they met when she packed up and moved to Russia to teach English in Russia. And she gave birth in November 2018 to their baby, baby David, who has a full Russian name that I'm not entirely sure how to pronounce. David. I know, I know how to say it. Davidka. Go for it. Davidka. Okay. Well, there you go. Uh, he does have the two other kids by two other baby mamas, um, and he's also personal trainer in Russia. Because if there's one thing that Matt Sharp loves as much as an Instagram model, it's an Instagram personal trainer. I mean, who doesn't love a hot personal trainer, though? Come on. <laughs> well, apparently everybody loves that particular one because he's got two ex-wives and two other babies. Right. And there's another fun little fact about Emily. So fun fact from Inside Production is uh, we saw on the show Emily has struggling to order some tea in Russia. And that's all TLC bullshit because Emily can actually read Russian and she can speak some and she can understand some. But TLC Production thought it would make for a better story if they made her look like a dumb shit and didn't know any Russian after three years of living there. 
I mean, come on. Three years of living there to order a tea. You would know basic, you know, hellos, goodbyes, how to order something. Right. So that's all TLC frauding because she actually does know that stuff. All right. All right. So we've got Michael and Natalie. Natalie is big surprise from Ukraine. Another beautiful, crazy girl that all American men want. So, yeah, so she's blonde from the Ukraine. And do we need to know anything else uh, <laughs> about her? <laughs> <clears throat> Actually, they're currently very hard to find anything on. But our fraud investigators and researchers are working day and night to find it. Um, but Maria was also very difficult to find information on. So, you know, allegedly Natalie was the best friend of Michael's best friend like like okay so michael's best friend married a ukrainian girl and natalie was her best friend so they met okay if that makes sense so allegedly that's their story uh we can't find anything on them right now um maybe her anastasia date websites will come up and profiles (laughs) will come up and we'll know maybe she's maybe she's maria we don't know we don't know anything at this point That'd be so funny if she really was Maria. (laughs) All right. So moving on, I have my own personal 90 day fiance, the other way story that we're going to get into. So I'm very excited about this. So, okay. So before we get into this, so just again, just to wrap up, this is just after the first episode of the new season has aired. We don't have a ton of information. That stuff will start coming out. The leaks, the friends and family who have bones to pick with the cast, those people will start coming out of the woodwork. It happens every season and that will start coming out and I will get it to you as soon as I have it. So with that said, I want to go to Kelly because Kelly has a fascinating story on many levels and I'm very excited for her to tell her story. So why don't you, why don't you start with what got you into the 90 day fandom and then we'll go from there. All right. So what got me, I, of course I've heard of 90 day fiance, but I've never watched it. And I was just scrolling along around June, you know, when the, when the other way came out and I saw a promo for Jenny and submit and I clicked on it and I was like, wow, like that really resonated with me. And I could really relate to it because it's another American in India experiencing the same things that I'm experiencing. So then I saw the show air, I started watching every episode after episode, and now I'm an addict like the rest of you guys. <laughs> so welcome to, welcome to the madness, Kelly. So you said you're, you're an American living in India, and you, unlike Jenny, though, you're actually married to your, to your uh, Indian man. Ooh, are you Samit's actual wife? I am. Spoiler alert. No, that would be really funny. Uh, Yeah, so we are actually married. So we met in the United States last year. So he was coming on a six-month visa to visit his sister. I'm also from Portland, Oregon, like the what's-her-name-on-this-new show. Um, Yeah, Emily. So we met on a dating app, surprise, surprise, called Plenty of Fish. And he sent some, like, cheesy pickup line, but it stood out. He said, God must be in the mood for show off when he created you. (laughs) So it was kind of cute, kind of cheesy, but better than like the typical dick pig, right? So we met. And you are you are kind of a show off. Yeah, right. That's true. I am. Yeah. So we met October 3rd last year, 2018. And we married by November 27th, 2018, like a bunch of crazy heads. So less than 90 days. Less than 90 days, less than two months even. So He had a six-month tourist visa, which started in August, so it would have been up in February. So, you know, I didn't want to get separated from him. I had no idea, even at that point, that my life was going to be in India. That was not decided at that point. So we got married. And he is also from a strict Indian culture, just like Samit is. It is as crazy as what you saw on the season. And he was supposed to have an arranged marriage. And, you know, arranged marriages in India are so strict, like it goes by caste system and religion. And so, you know, instead of like the normal like, hey, guys, to phone call to my family, USA is going great. It was, hey, guys, I'm marrying an American bombshell. 
So, okay, so so that was quite quite the bombshell that you dropped on on his family. And he, as you said, they do everything like these arranged marriages by caste and, and everything else. Can you explain that a little bit more and maybe how Samit's marriage is similar? Yeah, so, I mean, they really push these arranged marriages on you. I mean, they really want you to be married before 30. If you are not married after 30, you're kind of, like, looked at as, like, not wanted. So, you know, the families will come, and there's websites now, and they'll, like, present you these different men or women and, you know, push it on you. And then the families meet together and see if, like, your religion and caste system matches and, the families decide together. It's super intense. And honestly, before I met him, I had no idea that arranged marriages even existed. I know that might sound stupid, but I had no idea. Coming from America, that is completely different than the way that we know things, you know? Right. So so your husband basically threw all of that family tradition, family history, which is, you know, it goes back hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years, thousands probably, right? He threw all of that out the window because of you. So unlike Samit, who was a pussy and didn't stand up to his family, there are Indian men who do. And your husband. There are. There are. And I mean, it created a ton of drama. So his sister, like I said, was living in the States. So she actually was supportive. She came to the wedding. His mom actually came to the wedding as well, even though she wasn't happy about it. And his dad was where the drama was with. His dad was like, no way, I'm not talking to you anymore. I am not coming. And he blocked Harjot, is his name, on everything, social media, everything. And he's like, I'm done with you. You're not following my rules. That's it. So That's pretty harsh. It is harsh. And, you know, he's so different, Harjot. He's kind of more like a Western man. You know, that's why we connect so well. Like, here he could have, like, literally been coming in on a horse like they come in on horses to their weddings these huge seven day events you know looking like a prince that's what he could have had and they spend like at least fifty thousand dollars on the wedding and here he's over in portland oregon marrying me at the courthouse (laughs) (laughs) but i've seen pictures your wedding pictures are gorgeous thank you and you know what that was like last second craziness like his friend was just going to like shoot some cheesy pictures at the courthouse and then his friend ditched us at the last second so I'm like getting my makeup done. It's all crazy. And then we like pulled another photographer really fast. So yeah, I'm really happy that we were able to pull that together, even though it was just, you know, at a courthouse. Awesome. That is really, that's crazy. So did they have an arranged marriage set up for him? Were they in the process of somewhere in that long process of planning one for him when, when he called them out of the blue and said, Oh, surprise, I'm married. They were, but they had kind of pulled away from that a little bit just because in the last few years, he's like, there's no way I'm not doing this. I guess there were a few times where he should have already been married. He actually did agree to go meet some women that they wanted him to meet, and then it just didn't work out for some reason. So thank God. I feel so lucky that that didn't go through. He actually ran away in the past Australia for further schooling like a few years ago because he was sick of the culture and he was sick of the pressure and he ran away to Australia. And at that point he was still wearing a turban. So when we first met, he's like, do you want to see a scary picture? I was like, okay. So he sends me this picture of him in a turban and a full beard. This was before I even met him. And I'm like, Oh my God. So he ran away and he went to Australia for like two years and he had a haircut and took off his turban, which was a whole other drama that his dad did not approve of either. And then coming in the next couple of years, marries an American. So props to him for standing up to a huge culture like that. Like, I know it must be really hard. He could have lost his relationship with his family forever because of me. So when they when he called and told his family that he married this American woman, did an angry mob show up at your apartment and and drag him away? No, that didn't happen. That would have been more fun if it would have happened. But we were still in the States and they were over in India. So nothing. Well, that's good. So So you had that all separate and and you were able to avoid the the angry mob and the threat of arresting him for sure so then 
we decided to move to India because I couldn't afford to support us in the States. And you can stay in the States after marriage. That's not the problem. The problem is, is that you have a three to five month wait, at least in order for him to work. So he was not allowed to work and I could not support us. So I said, why don't we just move to India while we're waiting for your green card? So here we are. So you applied then for the spousal visa after you guys got married versus a K-1 visa. Right. Uh, yeah. So I think it's still different from like spousal. Yeah. It's, a, it's, we're waiting for the I-130 to be approved. And then once that's approved, we still have to go to an immigration interview and everything. And it's really scary. I mean, there's delays after delays. Uh, initially when we submitted that application, it was like a seven to nine month wait. And now it's like a 12 and a half to 16 month wait. And, you know, with everything that's going on with Trump, not to get into political stuff, but like, it's, it's really hard with immigration these days. And I am really scared because I don't want to live in India forever. So, so speaking of living in India, tell me about your experiences. You're not a, a grandmother with long blonde hair that needs washing, so, I mean, your experiences may be different than Jenny's. So why don't you tell us what living as an American in India is like? All right. So living in India is crazy. Like I came last February, so I'm a little more used to it. But when you first come, it is a complete culture shock. So, you know, some of the things that you see on the show are true. I mean, not everything about India is bad. So I don't want to say that, but it is very polluted. It's very dirty. It's very crowded. I mean, there's almost 1.5 billion people that live here. They're second to China. And I mean, it's very third world. You see cows and horses and dogs walking down the streets. They slaughter animals in front of you just on the street. Like, you know, like you saw with Corey and Evelyn to go get the chicken, they slaughter it right in front of you. So that's, that's <laughs> kind of intense. <laughs> it's kind of intense. Yes. So and do you get do you get stared at as an American woman? You definitely get stared at. I mean, even though, yes, I don't have blonde hair and all that. I still have like short, you know, lesbian looking hair and very edgy. You get stared at all the time and they just stare. They don't, they don't stop staring. It's like they don't even say hi or anything. It's super awkward. And, you know, you run into the cultural differences and the language barrier you know, I've tried to learn a little bit of Hindi. I know a teeny bit, but I can't really have a conversation. So that makes things hard. And I experienced that in my own family. My mother-in-law does not know any English and his dad knows just a teeny bit of English. So that's really hard too. So your husband has to play the translator between you guys? He does, but he's terrible at it. He hardly ever does it. I'm just like sitting there staring at the wall, not knowing what anybody's saying. And when we get into fights, sometimes it's awkward too. You know, they're all talking and he's saying things about me and I don't know what he's saying. It's frustrating. <laughs> <laughs> but despite that, does, does, does he wash your hair for you with hot, hot water buckets that he heated up on the stove? He doesn't. Even better than that, he shaves my legs for me and he does my makeup. Oh, but does he clip your toenails? That's the real test of true love. He doesn't clip my toenails, but he cleans my ears out. <laughs> well, you know, does he pick your nose? Does he pick your nose? Because that's important. <laughs> Doesn't pick my nose. But, you know, so like also, you know, you become completely dependent on your spouse. So what you see in these shows with these Americans being kind of like bratty, I mean, it is kind of the truth. Like, I can't drive here. We do have a car, but they drive on the right side. Also, our car is a manual stick shift, which I never learned how to drive. And, you know, I don't, I don't feel totally comfortable going out alone. I have, and I've only gone out in the day, but I don't feel totally comfortable. I'd, I'd rather be with him. So you rely on this person to take you everywhere to appointments, to buy you stuff, to do everything for you. And I'm sure that probably gets old and exhausting for him. And then I want to drive again. I want to go to places that, you know, it's hard. Um, okay. So circling back a little bit to your, your your initial story and you have actually in fact applied in addition to applying for the spousal visa you have applied for TLC's 90 day fiance is that correct I did apply so I applied back in September and so far they've just sent like the initial they send you like this questionnaire to fill out so I filled that out and we haven't heard anything back since I don't know if we will or not. I mean, I know, obviously, we know Jenny and Samit are coming back. 
next season. So I don't know if they'd want like a double India story. I, I don't know, you know, but I'd love to be on the show. So we'll see where that goes. And they just ask like the typical questions, like, how did you meet? Is there anybody opposed to, you know, your relationship? Are there any huge secrets that you're hiding? So questions always, like that. Always a secret. Always a always. secret. There's something always that I haven't secret. told him yet. I know, and I don't want to reveal that to you right now in case we get on the show. Okay, but you have to promise that if if you do get on the show, you're going to give us at the Fraudcast Facebook group all of the inside intel. You know I will, but you, you have to protect me too, like you promised. Of course. <laughs> I won't <laughs> reveal you as my source. You know I don't never give away my sources. So with that being said, though, we did film also back in September for WeTV. So I know that... Some We're of familiar followers. with WeTV because yeah. that's the network that shows Love After Lockup, which is another favorite match art production that many of us watch. Nice. So, yeah, we filmed a show called Extreme Love, and it was basically just kind of telling our story with the cultural differences and, you know, with his family being opposed to it and really playing up his dad not being okay with our relationship. So you told me something interesting about this that I want the listeners to hear that goes to some of the production fraudiness that we see on some of these shows. And while this isn't TLC, I think it, it's a very good example of what we see on TLC as far as what production dictates and, and doesn't dictate. Why don't you tell us about that? Yeah, so the real story of it is, you know, these days, like – he has pretty much accepted me, you know, there's still some things that we have to work through, but it's not as crazy as it was in the beginning. But okay, so also while we were filming, part of our storyline was that we were going to meet with his parents to see if they would finally accept me and discuss with them about like how they feel about us having kids in the future and basically like beg his dad to, you know, approve of me. And so that was the storyline and the drama was that we came home and only mommy was there, not Papa. Papa had kind of stormed out and still wanted nothing to do with me. But in all reality, Papa was just in the other room having chai tea while we were filming in the other room. So there you go. I mean, he is actually okay with it at this point, but they filmed it because that is what makes better TV. So that it goes, is. that goes in line with a lot of what we see on TLC like the, you know, Emily doesn't speak Russian when she actually does. Let's let's play stuff up. So that's like the what I like to call the low level fraud. Right. Like that's just like production, you know, changing up some stories for make make for a little bit better TV. And then there's like the big fraud, which is like Tim and Jennifer had actually met in Mexico months prior to their filming in Colombia. So you've got different levels of fraud. Some is is the more lower level and some is higher level. And we try to bring all of it to you. Right. And that also kind of ties in like one other question you had had for me is like, would I go out alone in India or can I, can I? Yes. But would I know I would not go out alone in India. I wouldn't feel safe, you know, and they showed Jenny going out alone, but you guys, she wasn't really alone. She had a camera crew with her. So like you see it, but she's not really alone. Who the hell do you think was filming her? <laughs> right. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> <laughs> she didn't have like a GoPro. I mean, come on. <laughs> GoPro strapped to her head. <laughs> well, maybe maybe if we did that with you, you could go out in 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 the safety and be safe out on the streets if you had a GoPro strapped to your head. That would be funny. Yeah, so this extreme love is currently on my IMDb. I do have an IMDb. I have like 16 credits. I have been on some stuff on Investigation Discovery, Spike TV, Wee TV. So not like huge shows or anything, but, you know, acting's a tough industry. And as soon as we leave India, our plan is to go back to Los Angeles. I'm going to give it another, another go. I'm in Screen Actors Guild. I have a huge agent over there. So that's my passion and dream. So, you know, I'm going to keep at it and see where we can go with that. And we wish you a lot of luck in that, too. And, and uh, this you. is actually a very good chance for me to make this comment. A lot of times it will come out throughout the seasons that so-and-so is an actor they're a paid actor they have an imdb page so their entire story is fake that is not true a lot of people have imdb pages but also i mean of course some of them are going to have imdb pages because they're applying for a tv show so they can be on tv you know whether they're a skilled paid actor like you know you have a history of you know your your paid 
acting gigs, the show itself is not one of your paid acting gigs per se, right? So a lot of people, but you know, you, you're a performer, you want to be on TV. Of course, a lot of people who are on the show are also go- going to have this kind of stuff in their history because they're not mutually exclusive. I mean, they, they kind of go hand in hand of people who want to put their 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 story out there and be on TV, right? Well, they do because, I mean, you know, there's a whole thing of, like, if you want to pursue, like, actual acting, you shouldn't be on reality TV because reality TV is trash. But, I mean, I don't totally agree with that, especially anymore these days. It helps you get a bigger following. And, honestly, sometimes they won't even see you for an audition if you don't have a certain amount of followers. I've seen that a ton of times. And one other thing that you might not know is that there's these things called breakdowns that agents get. Breakdowns are so you can apply for an audition to be on something. These shows, including 90 Day Fiance, go to agents, acting agents. You may or may not know that, but that's true. No, I I actually did not. Yeah. So, I mean, you can say, you know, oh, they're an actor or whatever. I mean... Some actually are actors, but some actually still have a story like myself. Like I have a real 90 day fiance story, but I'm also an aspiring actress. So, right. So that, that doesn't necessarily mean that doesn't mean that her story is a fraud. It, right. You know, it, it just means that she also had, that's what she happens to do as her quote unquote day job. Sure. Yeah. So I think that's my story. So do you want to move on to the shout outs? Well, uh, first tell us um, when we can see this WeTV episode. Yeah, so that will be airing the beginning of December. It's still in editing. The company that filmed it is Barcroft, and they're one of 40 of the top YouTube channels in the whole world, so they've got billions of viewers, millions of followers across social media. So I'm super excited. It will be on Snapchat. Hey, fraudcasters. Everyone knows that finding the perfect t-shirt can be such a challenge. I know I've always had problems with it, whether it was the fit or the quality. Luckily, the perfect t-shirt does exist, and you can find it at Skims, the maker of my perfect t-shirt bra. Now I have the perfect t-shirt to go with that bra. From either crop silhouettes to long sleeve layering tees, there's a style for everyone. My cotton jersey t-shirt is now a wardrobe staple for me. I reach for it almost every day and the fit is so perfect because it snatches me right in at the waist. I've washed it a million times and it's held its shape really well. It fits like a dream. I absolutely love it. And honestly, you guys, I thought like, okay, this shirt is going to be too small for me and it's not going to fit right and all the bulges are going to show but it doesn't at all. I put it on and it magically stretches to fit me perfectly and it holds all those bulges in. Every little but last bulge that I have is all held in and it looks fantastic. I absolutely love it and it's super, super comfortable and it is it is one of my new favorite t-shirts. You can shop the Skims t-shirt collection at skims.com, now available in sizes extra, extra small up to 4X. And if you haven't yet, be sure to let them know that we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show in the drop-down menu. That, Facebook, all that good stuff uh, as well is airing on WeTV. So as soon as that comes out, I'll get that link over to you guys. I'm very excited for it. And we will have links to uh, the show, that TV show. We'll have links uh, to your IMDb and Instagram and all of that in our show notes. So before we move on to the next segment, shout outs from the dump and other things, why don't you tell us where the people can find you? Oh, as far as social media? Right. Yeah. So I don't know the exact link on IMDb. I sent that to you. It's like a weird numbers link thing with my name, but yeah, we'll have that linked in the show notes. Yeah, so my Instagram is at Kelly Joe Kaiser. That's my name. That's K-E-L-L-Y-J-O-K-E-Y-S-E-R. I would appreciate if you guys follow me. I don't have a ton of followers. And, you know, then I'll also be posting this Wee TV show if you're interested in it. So, yeah, I'd appreciate that. And you guys, her wedding pictures are fucking gorgeous. This Thank woman you. is gorgeous. I, I can't wait. 
you have to see you have to see her with her with her short little pixie haircut and all of her tattoos and stuff she's gorgeous so go check those out i appreciate that all right, so let's move on to the shout-outs from the dump. So the first one that we have here is from Sheila P. Sheila says, I like Fraudcast as a name for the podcast. Woohoo! Um, on that note, I just want to confirm we have officially changed the name to the Fraudcast. You can find it um, at the Fraudcast everywhere. The website has not quite changed. That's still Talkers of Fraud. Um, It's a little slower. I have to acquire the domain and get everything switched over. And my web designer is in Pakistan, so we have a time difference. So working on all of that, but we are the Fraudcast now. So thank you, Sheila, and all of the rest of the Trash followers for uh, your input and your feedback on those. Okay, so next we have Ken P. Ken says, I enjoyed your first show, but I have one question. If your show will usually be covering the 90-day stuff outside of what is shown on the show, why didn't you explain the Avery uh, Ernie Earring TJ Maxx story? You mentioned it, assuming your listeners knew what it was. I didn't. I was hoping your show would be where to hear about those stories. And I did reply to you directly, but I'll put it out here too. Um First is that uh, I always assume that my listeners are the same people who follow me on Instagram, and I discussed it on Instagram. What I have learned is that not everybody who listens is an Instagram follower, so I can't make that assumption that you know what I've covered on my Instagram. So I am working on correcting that. I do hear your feedback, and I am working to correct that. That said, the Avery Earring TJ Maxx story is Avery and Omar have a store in which they were perpetrating that all of their items were like handmade by Syrian mama artisans in war zones. And that is not actually the case because we found a lot of her jewelry on at, at places like TJ Maxx. We posted that the same earrings that that she was posting and selling for a markup we found at TJ Maxx. So we posted that, we called her out on it, and it turns out that she was saying that most of the stuff actually comes from um, the Middle East and not everything. And she has since changed her the language on her website, her store website, to reflect that they come from the Middle East and other places. So she's learning at 19 or 20, she's learning about truth in advertising, about what she's perpetrating her wares to be from. Now, the earrings are beautiful, and if you want to buy them from her, then more power to you. It's great. I don't have any issue with what she's selling. It was what she was uh, saying, where she was saying they were from. She wasn't being 100% accurate about what she was showing. So hopefully she's learned and she's been a little bit more truthful in where her stuff is coming from. And I wish her much success. All right. So moving on to D Venter. So D, you say we need to take Talker Shit's name from the website. Also love the podcast. Listen to it at work. Well, thank you for listening to us at work, in the car, whoever, all of you guys listen. Um, the talker should be removed from the website. Again, there are still some places where it's showing up. We're working to get everything taken down. Uh, there's a lot of work that had gone into setting all of this stuff up. So it's equally as much work to take it all down and change everything around. So uh, I'm working on anything website related is slower than other stuff because I have to rely on my web guy to take care of that. So we are working on that. If you see other places, let me know. All right, and last but not least, we've got Roberta McCrea. Roberta says, just listen to your podcast, and boom, I get a shout-out from you and your partner. What a surprise. He has a very good podcast voice. You both sound great together. Thanks again, Roberta. Thank you, Roberta. Um, And you get a shout-out again. We do have the segment called The Dump, which is on our website. You can go and uh, leave us a message, ask a, a question, Whatever you want, um, you know, ask a partner to marry you, whatever, whatever you want to do. We're um, we're here for you. So drop us a message on the on the talkers of website and we will make sure it gets a shout out um, during the shout outs from the dump. And I will make sure I tell 
um, hetero life mate about your comment about his voice. His head can grow grow bigger than it even is, right? Oh my God, you guys. We've been reading all of the feedback you guys gave about the last episode and how much you guys loved him um, for the most part. I mean, there's a few that don't, but, you know, let's be honest. I don't love him 100% all the time either. Yeah, but but I mean, you're you're going to have that in anything, you know, likes (laughs) and dislikes and anything that you do in life, you know. Yeah, and so you guys really, really loved him, and I've been telling him, and maybe that was a mistake because I don't know that his head can fit (laughs) in the house anymore through the door. Um, And I'm sorry you don't have him with you today, but I was very, very excited to have Kelly with us. Um, Hetero life mate. Well, you know what? Actually, let me address that real quick. I call why I call him hetero life mate because I actually was wondering too. And you know, (laughs) I also have to say I really enjoyed the show. He has a you guys have a great chemistry together. He's got a great voice, especially being in radio broadcasting, and and, you know, just really brought a lot of life to the show. So I enjoyed it as well. Thank you. And he had about twenty minutes notice on that show. Oh wow! (laughs) Because well, I'd had somebody else lined up who had to back out due to the legal issues connected to the show. She couldn't be associated with it at the moment. Hopefully in the future, once we get this sorted out, she'll be able to. But so she had to cancel. So I was like, oh, my God, I have to record and get this out. And so I pulled him and I said, you're going to record with me here. And I gave him my notes and my script. And that's what we did. But why do I call him hetero life mate? OK, so we're not actually married. Um, we have no plans on getting married. We've been together for almost four years. We live together. We help raise each other's kids. We might as well be married. We're like common law married. But like I said, we have no intention of actually getting married. We're just one of those couples, right? So one of the things that brought us together, we met on a website uh, as well. We met on um, OkCupid, I think, is where we met. And... One of the things that brought us together was our love for Kevin Smith movies. You know, if you're not familiar with Kevin Smith, he does like Dogma and Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back and um, Mall Rats and Clerks and those those movies. So Jay and Silent Bob are head of a life mate. So there's a scene, and I'll see if I can post it, but where Jay says, "I'm Jay, and this is my head of a life mate, Bob, Silent Bob." So that has become our term because, you know, I'm 45 years old. that's epic. That's epic. (laughs) I remember that movie and I don't remember that. I want to see that again. Yeah. So I think it came from Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. I'll have to. um, Okay. I'll have to pull the clip. But um, so so that's what we became because I'm 45 years old. It feels like uh, a little old to be saying this is my boyfriend and it doesn't quite get across you know, the seriousness of the relationship, right? I mean, he might as well be my husband, but we're not legally married. I mean, I have a commitment ring or an appreciation ring, as one might say, like Darcy got from Jesse under the windmill that one season. Are you going to have a ring ceremony like Jenny hoped for? (laughs) Well, maybe (laughs) if I go visit you in India, we will. (laughs) I'll set that up for you. Um, (laughs) But I'm very excited. So I have a ring, like the whole thing. Um, But what's also funny, too, so (laughs) when we first met, you know, we met on a dating site and I didn't use my real name as my username. And he asked what he could call me. And then for those of you who are familiar with Jay and Silent Bob, um, particularly Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, Jay's talking to the Shannon Elizabeth character and saying, like, what's a good nickname for you? And she was like, oh, something sweet. And he's like, boo boo kitty fuck. And she's like, yeah, so that's the sweet nickname that he calls her. So that's what Hetero Life Mate calls me. Is that's boo-boo. cute. But like it's actually it. shortened to boo or boo-boo. Um, but yeah, that's what it's for. It's not boo like, oh, you're my boo. It's you're my boo-boo kitty fuck. So sorry, <laughs> <laughs> little ears. Um, so yeah, and then another fun th- fact is that um, Kevin Smith and Jay Muse, uh, the the People behind Jay and Silent Bob are actually going to be here this weekend. The Jay and Silent Bob reboot movie is coming to the Arlington Draft House, and they will be there. And we have tickets to go, and we have matching hetero life mate T-shirts. I'll have to post pictures. I'll have to post pictures. It's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) So, all right. So that's my hetero life mate story. Cute. I love it. So moving on to the reviews, uh, looks like you've got five-star reviews on iTunes. And how important is it for your podcast for people to put those reviews out there for you? 
Um, it's actually very important. It's not just the five star reviews, but it's actually leaving the comments on them too. Uh, I, iTunes has a weird algorithm that they use all those things. It determines where we show up in the search when someone searches 90 day or TV or fraud or whatever. Those kinds of reviews will will have us show up and get listed and get listed on like the Apple new and noteworthy things like that. I did just get some analytics this morning that shows that we are. Let me see here. And I put out a five star review and comment for you just so you know. Oh, thank you. Um, We are showing as ranked 37th in Apple Podcasts in the U.S., TV and film. We are number four in Apple Podcasts, United States of America TV reviews. We're number seven in TV reviews all time. And we're 47 in TV reviews, Great Britain, and something else. So those are the different kinds of categories that we'll show up in. And, um those five-star reviews and comments help. Um, if you have feedback for us, please send me the feedback either through the dump or send me a DM. I am reading all that. I am taking all your feedback into consideration as the show gets reformatted as we move forward. So thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, so it looks like you've got some giveaway details. What can you tell us about that? Or it looks like you've got new merch coming. I saw some stuff on the Facebook page. So yes. what's going so- on with that? I had to redesign the merch, um, and I, based on our new logo, I'm redesigning the merch. I'm ordering the merch. I'm going to do some giveaways with, like, swag bags. There are going to be some, like, reusable grocery bags. There's going to be coffee mugs. Um, I have stickers on the way and things like that. I'm going to be using those for giveaways in addition to things like Tim's boots and the photograph I have of Tim. Also, some of you guys may have seen... Um, the girl named Julia who does the Simpsonized drawings. Oh yeah, I saw um, that. I'm working with her. She's going to be giving away a Simpsonized drawing of someone. So those will be in exchange for five star reviews on iTunes. And for those of you who don't use iTunes, there are there will be other ways that you can be included. I'm not going to exclude you just because you don't use iTunes, but um, I will give you all the details of that. And um, so if you can. If you leave us a review in some capacity, whether it's on iTunes, whether it's like on Reddit, whether it's on the Facebook group, whether because the Facebook group has a thing where you can give ratings. If you find us on Google and you want to give us a rating there, anywhere that you can find to give us a rating, take a screenshot of it and send it to me. The first giveaway I will do for non-swag bags is going to be Tim's Boots. Okay, so they're signed. I will get a picture of them up for you. If you want Tim's boots, get those to me. Get the pictures of those to me either by DM um, or email at talkers of fraud or talkers of fraud at gmail.com. Somehow get those to me so that um, and, and that will be the giveaway this week. Okay, so you'll have till I think Friday to get those to me. And um, the uh, random random winner will get Tim's boots, and I will send those to you. So that is going to be our giveaway this week is Tim's boots. I will post it all over Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Find a way to leave a review, like I said, whether it's on Reddit, whether it's on the Facebook page, whether it's on iTunes. Leave a review. Not just give us the five stars on iTunes. Write a review, and you'll be entered in the drawing for Tim's boots. That's super exciting. So looks like next week you're going to have another guest host. Who is that going to be? Oh, my God, you guys. I'm so excited about this. Our next week's guest host, you guys know her on Instagram, is Cactus Fruit Juice. But she's also Boring Ben of Ben and Akini's Baby Mama. Mama to Grayson. She's going to be my guest host and special interview next week. She actually does her own podcast about gaming. So she's going to – so she's got – She's got a be- probably a better podcast voice than I do. So uh, that will be very exciting. She will spill everything. She wasn't on the show. She doesn't have an NDA. She can spill whatever I ask of her to spill. Well, hopefully. <laughs> so she's <laughs> going to guest host and interview. And again, so that's ba- uh, Ben's baby mama, Cactus Fruit Juice. She's going to be on next week. Very excited. That's cool. 
I can't wait to hear that. Okay, so that's it for this week, you guys. And look for all the fun information on Instagram and the Facebook group. And hit me up if you have any questions, comments, or concerns. Until then, I am dumpster diving so you don't have to. This broadcast has been produced and edited by yours truly. Art by Sarah Dottie. Music written, produced, and performed by Umami. Further assistance provided by many unnamed fraud consultants. Hey, fraudcasters. You know, I used to find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting. They were the first thing to take off when I got home. But Skims has changed all that. You guys know I love my Skims Fits Everybody t-shirt bras. I own them in just about every shade now. I wear them every single day when I leave the house. And they are completely worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give. But what I was not expecting from them was how comfortable they are. Even the underwire bras that I wear all day, I barely even notice. Definitely not the first thing I take off when I come home anymore. Y'all, I'm a 36 double D and I've had a reduction and I've gone up and down and lost weight and gained weight and all the things. And the Fits Everybody t-shirt bra, I swear, fits me the best. I finally found a t-shirt bra that I can wear. But not only that, it is the best bra that I own. It holds the girls in so well. And let me just say, Hetero Life Mate really appreciates these bras too. Shop Skims Bras at skims.com. Now available in 62 sizes from a 30A to a 46H. Plus get free shipping on orders over $75. And if you haven't yet, please be sure to let them know that we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show, The Fraudcast, in the drop-down menu that follows.